you don't yet subscribe to The Church Times, you can try 10 issues for £10. Visit churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. Holy Week, Wednesday, the anointing at Bethany. The first eight verses of John chapter 12 tell us how Mary of Bethany anointed Jesus. I love this intense and beautiful moment in the Gospel. The God of the cosmos enters as a vulnerable man into all the particular fragility of our human loves and friendships. I love the way Jesus responds to Mary's beautiful, useless gesture and recognize it as something that is always worthwhile, something that will live forever, for all the carping and criticism of Judas, then and now. This sonnet is the fruit of an Ignatian meditation and shares that tradition with that tradition a composition of place and an invitation to enter into and become part of the gospel scene. Ignatius invites us in meditation not just to read the words of the story and let its images flicker before us as though we were distant spectators, but rather to engage our imagination fully and come close, to be there, to engage our senses in every particular. We are to ask ourselves, what do I see? What do I hear? What scent fills the air? What might I touch or taste? and then to go further and let our very selves engage with the action. Whom do I meet? What might I say? How do I feel? So my sonnet opens with the lines, Come close with Mary, Martha, Lazarus, So close the candles flare with their soft breath. My hope in this poem is to bring us through the rich feast of the senses, through the mysterious intimacies of encounter, into a centre, a stillness, a sense of poise and balance, in which we can see fully and unflinchingly the suffering that Jesus embraces with us. But we may also see beyond it and glimpse a little of the joy of restored relationship and renewed love that his outpourings of himself on the cross will bring. For me, there is something poignant and infinitely suggestive about the breaking open of the alabaster jar of precious ointment. The breaking itself is important because it is irrevocable, and so it is the idea that in one sense it is, as Judas crudely observes, wasteful, a useless gesture, while at the same time being, as Jesus counters, a beautiful thing. My understanding of this passage was deepened and transformed by conversation with one of my parishioners, now in heaven. She had a daughter who was multiply disabled, brain-damaged and confined to a wheelchair. She could hardly recognise, respond or communicate with those around her. But her mother poured out years of love and care for her before the girl eventually died. And she told me once how, when she was despairing, heartbroken and ready to give up, the image suddenly came to her of Mary and the broken jar of ointment. She realised that this, in her own way, was who she was and what she was doing, pouring out every day the unreturnable love and care that so many in society might think, like Judas, was a waste, but was, somehow, in spite of everything, renewing a beauty and a hope. So, the anointing at Bethany. Come close with Mary, Martha, Lazarus. 
So close the candles flare with their soft breath, and kindle heart and soul to flame within us, lit by these mysteries of life and death. For beauty now begins the final movement, in quietness and intimate encounter. The alabaster jar of precious ointment is broken open for the world's true lover. The whole room richly fills to feast the senses with all the yearning such a fragrance brings. The heart is mourning, but the spirit dances here at the very centre of all things, here at the meeting place of love and loss. We all foresee and see beyond the cross.